In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Eternal Father, you called St. Philip the Evangelist to open his mouth and beginning with Scripture, tell the good news of Jesus Christ. By virtue of our baptism, we too are called to work for the salvation of souls. Instill in our hearts the zeal of St. Philip, that we may convert hearts and minds to your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hi, and welcome to the St. Philip Institute podcast, where we talk about how to navigate life in the light of faith. To see more of our content, click on the link to our website below in the description. Once you're there, you can check out our resources and you can purchase sacred art prints of some of my work. Um, we really appreciate your support. I am Robert Pushouts, the Staba Mater Art Fellow, artist in residence, partnering with the St. Philip Institute. I'm joined today with Bishop Strickland to talk about the heated topic of cultural iconoclasm and in particular, the statues being vandalized all across our nation. And to help us, our guest today is artist Anthony Visco. Hi, Anthony. Hi, how are you, Robert? Good afternoon, I'm, Your Excellency. Good afternoon. Good to have you with us. Anthony Visco is the founder of the direct and director of the Atelier for the Sacred Arts in Philadelphia, where he does commission works and offers pro professional services as a devotional art consultant. He's been awarded numerous grants, including the Fulbright Hayes Grant and the Elizabeth T. Greenshields Grant for figurative sculpture. He's known for his work in relief sculpture, and he has several works all over Philadelphia. But what I've known him for is the work he's done for the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe in La Crosse, Wisconsin. So thank you, Anthony, for being here with us. Um, we really appreciate your expertise in this area. And um, maybe just to start it off with, uh, I wanted to ask you about uh, what a term Bishop Strickland coined was uh, cultural iconoclasm. What does that mean in regard to the toppling of statues all across the nation? Well, I can start first. Uh, I'm sure Anthony has uh, some great background from the artistic world, but Iconoclasm is, is classically basically the idea of destroying images. Um, certainly it had to do with a period in the church of the iconoclast saying there should be no images, no depiction of, of Christ or the saints or mm -hmm. any images like that. Um, and I thought of the term cultural iconoclasm because Thankfully, at least to this point, there have been a few uh, saint statues that have been affected. I know St. Louis had mm -hmm. an issue and also St. Junipero Serra. But mainly uh, what this present turmoil seems to be targeting is a lot of cultural statues and images. Uh, and that's why I called it a cultural iconoclasm. It's, it, it seems that anger and frustration is causing people just out of emotion to destroy images that have been meaningful to our culture, some of them for more than a hundred years. And I, I just think as I thought about the cultural iconoclasm as we discussed it, the idea of destroying images 
I think we have to be very careful with, as with the iconoclast in terms of the, the Christian faith, then we begin to diminish who we are, I believe. And, and God has created us in his image. Mm-hmm. So imagery is significant for the Judeo-Christian tradition, and really even beyond that, just for uh, human civilization. But I think especially for us um, as Christians and inheritors of the the Jewish traditions to pay attention to imagery. And certainly we we live a faith that believes that um, any imagery is not to be worshipped, but it is only a reminder and certainly we're, we're comfortable with that as Christians. Um, I think we need to look at it as a culture to be aware that imagery is significant, and we need to be much more careful about the destruction of imagery. And I, I'm sure Anthony has uh, a few thoughts in that line as well. I uh, feel very strongly about this iconoclasm. I find it not only cultural, but I, I, I find the main purpose of it is not to destroy the icon, but to destabilize a culture. Hmm. And, and so it's a, a destabilization, cultural destabilization through the destruction of imagery. But we as, as, as Catholics know, and Christians, I should say, and, and in the Judeo-Christian uh, Christian tradition, it is not simply the, we're not simply made in the image, but we are made in the image and likeness. So the way we use saints and devotional art, and, and I would say probably in a lot of heroic statuary, it's not the image that we venerate, it's the likeness of those people hmm. during life. It's the likeness to, to Christ that we, we, we uh, adhere to. So, um, and this is why, and, and, and I know we, as artists, we say, okay, how do we do that? Well, there's different ways. One way was to idealize the features. Mm-hmm. This, is their, this, is their, this is the image and like the likeness to Christ regained mm-hmm. that we lost in, in original sin. So it's simply not uh, image, it's image and likeness. I think this, um, this sort of iconoclasm that's happening right, right now wants to destroy both. Yeah, I'm afraid you're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we know we certainly know that there are certain co- controversial sculptures being uh, taken down. We don't uh, we're not really so lo- so much looking at at particular monuments in general, but uh, but we're we're we are taking a more general approach as, as to how they're being uh, taken down very often through vandalism. Um, so I wanted to ask you, Anthony, why what it, why is it? that public sculpture and public sculpture is being attacked. Why is it, what, what, what is the significance of public sculpture? Um, and why are people going for it? It, it is a, an attack. It, it is a means of, of dehumanizing us in a way. And um, saying those things that you value aren't valuable to the mob. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yes, I, 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 be honest with you, I never felt, for the Confederate soldier thing, it was just a, a means and a way of getting into the into the game. Mm-hmm. And it, to me, it became very predictable that the whole Sean King thing was. I knew that was going to happen. You're going to go after 
our saints. Sooner or later, you're going to go after our saints. And we can't allow that to happen at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it doesn't, it, I don't think uh, these people would care what color Christ was. Yeah, you know, I'm afraid you're the, right. And, and, you know, when I look at the images that attract me, you know, pull me in, they don't even look human when you think <laughs> about it. Really. Yeah. I mean, you look at the head of Christ done by Verrocchio in the incredulity of St. Thomas. That's something no one modeled for that. Hmm. It's otherworldly. Yeah. You look at the, the, the um, you know, the holy face of, uh, from the confraternity that St. Teresa was part of, St. Teresa. That doesn't even look human either, hmm. this man of sorrows. Right. So I'm not, I'm not falling for any of that. Yeah. No. And one thing that occurs to me, you're both artists, um, and there's so much creative energy that goes into that. I mean, whatever sculpture, whatever image, whether a painting or an actual sculpture in marble or one that is cast in bronze, there's a tremendous amount of human energy that has gone into creating that image, whatever the image is. And the to attack it and and literally tear it down in an instant after yeah. no telling how many I mean I know from looking at Roberts I mean he'll do a painting that has several sketches that build up mm-hmm. to actually arriving at that final likeness and image and I love the way you put those two together it is important to remember we are created in the likeness and image of God and and both of these those bring different threads of of truth to, to what we're, what's revealed to us in God's word. But what occurs to me is the, the process in the, the, the word I would emphasize is the creative process mm-hmm. behind that art. I think that needs to be respected, whatever the final outcome. And to juxtapose that with the, the destructive act mm-hmm. that we're witnessing, where whatever the image to be torn down in an instant after all the work that it took there's something dehumanizing about that that i think we need to to pay attention to and also one thing i mean here in the diocese of tyler one the basic foundation of the institute the saint philip institute is a desire to teach the good news of the gospel the good news of the truth of what our existence is about um, so I would hope that we can move away from this sort of emotional uh, vandalism that is done in an instant without any thought, without any reason. It's just out of emotion, out of anger, out of whatever negative emotion, tearing down something that took probably in many instances years to create. It's torn down in an instant. I think there's something very dehumanizing about that that we need to to reflect on more deeply and it it reminds us of of how fragile we we are how fragile the human person is and I think all of that has been lost in so many ways and forgotten in our culture and hopefully this could be a moment to to back up and say let's do a study of this sculpture if there's a controversy about it, let's understand it. Let's learn from it. 
I'm sure we can guarantee that the person from history, a real human being, that this depicts the likeness and the image of whatever person, they weren't perfect. Um, we could say from our faith, an image of the Blessed Virgin Mary and an image of Jesus Christ. Okay, they're sinless. They're perfect human <laughs> beings. Right. Anyone else is going to be flawed and sinful. And so if that's the criteria for taking it down, then it's not reasonable. And, and we're losing so much. Um, I would really love to see uh, a, a development where a reasoned approach to these different sculptures and right there in Philadelphia or here in Tyler, Texas, and to really take the time to understand where did it come from? What, what was the creative de development of this? Maybe there are some real negatives that we need to learn from, but I think that's a much healthier approach than rather than just tear it down. Let's respect that creative energy that brought it into existence and then to learn from it. And then we can make a reasoned decision about what happens to it now and in the future. I, you know, I, I've thought a lot about this in, in, in terms of, you know, saint centered whatever, and um, the sacrament of reconciliation. If, if we're dealing with cults that don't believe two things, they don't believe in sin and they yeah. don't believe in the forgiveness of sin. How yeah. do we solve that? Hmm. Okay. We look at the most famous statue in the world, other than the Pieta, Michelangelo's David. Yeah. That is not a flawless character. No, right. No. All right. Yeah. Probably the most one of the most described people of all the Old Testament. But David was he he asked for forgiveness. Mm -hmm. He was he was a penitent sinner. We know that. And 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 so uh, he's become in, in, immortalized not only through scripture but also through this incredible uh, work of the human hand and heart. So I, I think there's a lot of if we just talk about the process of making a life-size bronze or something, I don't know if that's going to satisfy them. I wish it would, because they have no idea how hard it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Those things aren't coming back. The ones that were pulled down and distorted, they, we don't, we're not even going to have the money to restore them. And then what? Put them in a, 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 a re-education museum? Right. Who's going to pay money to see people that they could have seen for nothing, but now you know they've got to pay to see these bad boys? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how that's going to work. I'm, you know, so I, I don't think it's all been thought out, but I do think some sort of um, appreciation could be used here. Uh, and, and then I'd look back and say, you know what? We haven't had a heroic figure done in Philadelphia since before World War II. And I find that mm. very common in a lot of these East Coast cities. Um, we went from World War II to... Uh, essentially large outdoor gallery art, mm -hmm. all right? This was going to be the new public art, art that people couldn't understand, or just large became heroic, mm -hmm. big pop mm -hmm. art things, that big Picasso head in, in, in Chicago. Right. Large isn't heroic. We know that. Uh, so that's what replaced it. We haven't been in touch with that part of 
our culture for a while, unfortunately. And, and so we're going to need a, a lot of re-education. It's not even being taught in art schools. Yeah. Do you think that is because it is um, our culture finds it difficult to grapple with the human form today? They, I think they have a hard time grappling with the human form and the human spirit of good, better, best. Mm -hmm. um, this, uh, I mean, it, uh, it's one of the reasons why I can't, can't teach in an art school anymore because all anything anybody does is equal to the other person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And students are very, very, very often encouraged if they try, because I was teaching anatomy, which to me is science. So I, I would always give, give the excuse, oh, I'm sorry, I don't teach art, I teach science. So it was my way out of those sort of things. But I saw this creep <laughs> in for a long, long time, um, and as far back as the 80s. So we're, we're talking about 40 years ago when, mm -hmm. you know, a young feminist student would raise her hand and say, you know, dream culture, dead white European males. We've been doing this for 40 years and they were allowed to get away with it. Yeah. They were allowed to get away with it. So, um, uh, but, you know, students who, for example, I had one very talented African-American student. She was a good figure modeler. And one of the other African-American teachers pulled her aside and said, you shouldn't be doing this. Hmm, really? And she started doing non-representational smears on a board. I don't know what happened to her, but I would look at her and say, oh, God, you're good. You're good. But I found students that were either African-American or perceived as having a same-sex attraction or a young woman. The young women were encouraged to do art about feminism. The, mm -hmm. the, the perceived as, as, as same-sex attraction. You know, you got, you've got to express this. You've got to express this. And you, of course, you can't give any art criticism to that because mm -hmm. then you're, you're, you're misogynist or you're homophobic or you're, yeah. you're racist. So yeah. there, you cannot say a word about it other than how well they expressed that ideology, um, that, that piece of identity politics. And that's still in art schools today. Mm -hmm. Well, Anthony, as you're talking, it occurs to me that that's one of the things. And I agree that as you're um, mentioning, this hasn't happened. I mean, things have deteriorated, honestly, from my perspective, very quickly. Mm -hmm. But it's it's almost like the culmination of a long erosion that's been going on with culture, with religion, with virtually every aspect of society. And what occurs to me is that the whole question of beauty um, and it's so connected to truth. Truth and beauty are blurred and if, if at all present. Uh, and like you're saying, that we've lost an ability to really name beauty. And it's just, well, you think that's beautiful, then I have to allow you to, to think that. And there, it's like we have no standard of, of no. I think we do still, right. deep down, uh, but it's, it's almost like it's been you know, just buried in cultural correctness and all of these things that we're bombarded with. But I'd love to hear you as an artist or Robert to, to talk about that, that ideal of beauty and the concept of beauty, because it, it begins to take us toward the truth, mm -hmm. which we believe God is all beauty, all truth, all light, all goodness. And yeah. 
uh, certainly as a Catholic bishop, I have a bias, but I think so much of this um, is connected to a loss of God in the culture. And a lot of these people probably haven't stopped to think about whether they even believe in God. They're certainly operating in a world that is atheistic, whether they really grasp an, an atheism as a doctrine or not. I don't think most of them have, but certainly they're leaving God out of the picture. And without God, it's hard to even approach beauty and truth and goodness. Goodness, no, absolutely. If one goes, the other two go automatically. As soon as, you know, uh, again, uh, anyone enters into this and says, well, truth is a matter of opinion. No. Yeah. Beauty is a matter of opinion. No. The good is a matter of an opinion. They all go. The other two must go along with with that yeah. one that's accused of being, you know, a matter of opinion. And uh, we've been living in this for quite a while. If you take it to um, another uh, religion, for example, let, let's choose a, a non-figurative religion, such as Islam. And we look at their geometric patterns, which all mean something. Is it based on a four? Is it based on a five? Is it based on a six? Based on seven. That's the number. This is this is Allah. Okay. This is so because it's the thing that can't be divided. And so we, we use some of this in, in um, and then eight again because we use these 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 sort of geometries in, in our own signs and symbols within the Catholic faith. But it still has to be done beautifully. Yeah. And they they see that as beauty, truth, and goodness. It would be mm -hmm. the same for a Buddhist. We want this. To, we want our God to be made out of this, immovable. You, you know, all these different qualities that all, uh, uh, you know, religions that we know of would bring to their their temples, their churches, their mosques, their statuary. So yes, we have our differences within there, but nevertheless, uh, doing a, a um, uh, an Islamic geometric pattern for a ceiling of a mosque is not a matter of opinion. Yeah, absolutely. So how we get that back into our schools, um, especially art schools, uh, because th th that is one place, as we all know, that is the, the land of it's a matter of opinion. Yeah. Right. You can sit for hours at a critique and, and the student brings something in and, and you know, uh, uh, lets it drip all over the place. And the teacher might say, well, I'm not sure if I like those those drips. <laughs> and I love them. Don't change those drips. You can't, you know, so you're done. It's done. Yeah. So right. it, we have to start all over again with this. Yeah. Um, and we tr are trying, as we know, these ateliers have popped up here and there. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times they're, no offense to anyone, but they're, they're the opposite side of the same counterfeit coin. They're teaching nude in the studio, one figure, no compositions, no content, zero mm -hmm. no compositions. They're not, uh, how do we, how do we, I think the, the really, th I think it's going to be the Catholic Church that brings it back. Because mm -hmm. we, out of all cultures, at least in the United States, have turned the corner. We're starting to do things again. I don't, I hope this doesn't push us back a little bit where we're, we got to be very, very careful about what we're doing. We need to do this more and better. Mm. After mm. all, like, look at, I mean, most of all art education, at least in the Western world, comes from Catholic art. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that, that makes me that makes me think that you're what you're talking about is the integrated person 
and uh, of body and soul. And uh, that that uh, expression of both um, the both the 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 form of the art, so how it appears, but also just the the human spirit is so important because these these artworks symbolize um, ideas. They symbolize what we hold, our values, yeah. essentially. Um, yes. our, our, it, what we aspire to and, and others who have aspired along with us. So they become examples for us as well. Mm -hmm. that, that, that person achieved that. You know, yesterday was the feast of uh, St. Mary Gretty. She got there. Look at that. Look at that. You know. Right. And we hold her as an example of of someone who, you know, fought the good fight and 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 went on and on and on to inspire so many millions of people. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, I'm curious. So we, you know, there there is controversy around the the. Um, the Confederate statues, but we're, we're also looking at uh, some figures that, you know, as Catholics, we hold dear, you know, some of the saints, Unipero Sera. Also, um, you know, Christopher Columbus's uh, several statues have been torn down of him. And I was curious what you thought, why, why are they going after, um, why are um, these symbols of, uh, of Christianity being attacked? I, I really hold firmly that uh, Christopher Columbus uh, was number one on the hit list, mainly because he's seen as a political figure, but mm -hmm. that's the excuse. The real reason is he brought Christ to the new world. He lived up to his namesake, Cristoforo, Christ carrier. Yeah, and carrier. It, it became obvious to me that St. Unique Rosero is going to be uh, held next, and sure enough, it happened. So, uh, and then, I don't know how long afterwards it was for the, uh, the comments you made about... Uh, uh, the, the the white Jesus and his European mother must be taken down. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, and again, you know, we we've been through this before in Philadelphia with the know nothings when they were burning down our churches. And um, I don't want to see it happen again. Uh, I'm yeah. concerned this time because it's it's sort of the perfect storm where it's colliding, uh, coinciding with all these other factors of uh, of. Uh, COVID-19, we just came out, I don't know about Tyler, Texas, but we're just getting reopened here at the National Shrine of St. Rita of Kasha. Yeah. And well, we're, yeah, we're partially reopened, but we've still got a lot of virus issues um, really in the air, literally. Right. Yeah. Um, but I think that you just said something, Anthony, that I think we really need to pay attention to um, is the whole idea of knowing the history and like the uh, the know nothings that you experienced there in Philadelphia, too many don't know any history, and I think that we're we're sort of always living just in the present moment, and that's where I see that again connected with just acting out of emotion in the present moment, really is a very human. It isn't uh, living in the likeness and image of God. We need to know that history, and we need to let our actions reflect the history. Certainly, the history of this nation, as, as with any nation, there are, are times in the past where, where things have happened that were unjust and tragedies have unfolded. Um, but to know that history, as we've all, I'm sure the three of us and anyone listening, 
we've always heard if you don't learn from history, you're doomed to repeat it. Mm -hmm. um, and I think what you just said is a reminder that we need to do our best not to repeat the, the bad events of history from the past where the basic value of the human person gets lost in whatever the controversy of the day. And we're diminished by that. Um, like what Robert was saying, we're, we're body, mind, and spirit. And mm -hmm. when you start disconnecting that, um, then we're, we're really in peril. And I think as a culture and as every aspect of the culture, individually and as, as a community, as families, um, we really need to pay attention to some of these events that, and how deeply rooted they are in a brokenness that actually, in our faith, Christ came to redeem that brokenness. Mm -hmm. We believe he has conquered the evil that we face in the world, but we've each got to know our own value before God, created in his likeness and image, and, and do our best to live that. And I think so much of this is caught up in those individuals that are tearing down a statue, sometimes without really having any solid idea of who this image is and what it represents. Um, I think that we, we really need to call each other to a greater reasonableness and understanding of, of the values that, that guide us and to be much more careful about what we are allowing to be torn down just out of a, a fit of anger or righteous rage that may have roots that need to be addressed. But I think we need to be very careful about how we allow that to just be a destructive force and not look at the creative force that is the, the opposite of that destruction. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just this week, we, we, still, we, we see this wonderful sculpture of Frederick Douglass being torn down. Yeah, you know, but yet, yet we still have the, the bronze head of of Margaret Sanger, safe, untouchable. Yeah, mm. there's something, something not good here. Wow, <laughs> yeah. I'm serious. There, there's, there's, uh, you know, the, these. Um, I, I feel that, um, you know, the the beast sometimes puts people we know, to, good people even, to sleep. It doesn't mean they're dormant. They can be as they can turn into furies, but they're still asleep. They're asleep to uh, the the message of Christ. They're 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 asleep to the the the, uh, uh, the salvation of the world. They're they're asleep as as if they were Eve being deceived by by the message of of, of the serpent. So they've been all told something that's not true. Yeah. And that's that's always the source here. They've been told something that's not true. They believed it, and it becomes this mass hysteria. Mm -hmm. You know, um, no, I don't think they're taking the time to evaluate anything. That's kind of the the issue right now. Our Christopher Columbus here in Philadelphia is all boarded up, really, all boarded up, and um, and, and we have a very weak mayor, but that's another story. So what they're going to decide, well, a lot of our cities have right now, our, our, our police commissioner is MIA. We don't know where she is. We have no really? idea where she is. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so they're, they're going, it's boarded up for what they're saying is public safety. 
This is my concern about our religious institutions that have um, devotional works within them. If we're not vigilant and they start to get attacked and our, our local governments start to see a, a gallon of paint thrown on an outdoor statue of, of St. Patrick and the Sacred Heart uh, or another head lopped off, they'll mm-hmm. say, oh, we have to close you for public safety. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we've already, they've already been able to prove that well, we've done it before. We just got out of that. So I, I'm, I'm a little anxious right now. I got to be honest. I'm anxious and prayerful. Um, I, I go to the shrine every morning and sit there for the at least the hours that it is open, which are very few right now. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, look at everything and 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 try to give. I keep thinking of that movie Witness, where everybody comes out. You're not going to do this here, you know. So we need some critical mass. Yeah, mm. yeah. The critical mass of people that 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 stay in our churches, come to to adoration, do you know, do the devotions, uh, and and show how examples of how this is 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 used and how they become um, instruments of of and signs and symbols of our faith. Uh, mm. But again, we need to reeducate a, a new generation of artists, and in particular in the church, um, because I I think we're the way out of this. Yeah, well, I agree, because art can bring us back to truth, beauty, goodness. Yes. And, uh, you know, art is one of the ways that once, you know, like you mentioned, the the beautiful um, David image from Michelangelo, that statue, uh, you know, it it speaks of, of beauty, and it speaks of it says so much just in that sculpture about the story of, of David and his conquering of Goliath and all of that. And those kind of things really speak to, to humanity. Mm-hmm. And that's where artists, I, can't, I think they can speak a language that hopefully brings people to a common place just because it, it is a human reaction to beauty and truth that, is common to all of us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think that's a great place to to end. Uh, Anthony, thank you so much for thank joining you. us. Thank you both for having me today. Your Excellency, thank you. And uh, uh, we will all uh, wish each other well in this. Uh, yeah. The good fight. In the good fight. <laughs> yes. It's, uh, it's a challenging time, and we'll certainly pray for you there in Philadelphia, a beautiful mm-hmm. city. I would have been blessed to be there a few times, the city of brotherly love. Uh, yes. We hope that that becomes highlighted as a, as a place of truth yes. and beauty. Right. Um, you're welcome to visit here in Tyler if you ever get the chance. It's a beautiful, much smaller town, um, but it's a beautiful part of Texas here in the piney woods of East Texas. <laughs> so we thank you for sharing your time with us and let us continue to pray that uh, goodness and beauty and the truth that God has revealed to us, we know it prevails, but let it prevail more powerfully in our time, and especially for the concerns that you raise for your beautiful city there in Philadelphia. Thank you, Your Excellency. Thank you. Can we have your be- uh, blessing, Bishop? Sure. The Lord be with you. And with, and your, with your spirit. Almighty God, we thank you for the truth that you have revealed to us. We thank you for artists like Anthony and Robert who express through their talents the beauty of the world that you have given us. 
Help them to continue to be inspired and to share that inspiration with their art. May many artists join them in proclaiming that the truth and beauty of living this human journey that you call us to share. And we ask your blessing in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.